Hello and welcome to the Family Brand Podcast. My name is Chris. I'm a husband, a father, and an entrepreneur. My name's Melissa, and I am a wife, mother, former nurse turned real estate investor. And we believe the greatest gift you can give your child is a last name that stands for something. Your last name is your family's brand. If you are a parent who wants to raise your child to know who they are, love who they are, and believe in who they are, this show is for you. We promise to bring you real and authentic conversations with parents and experts who are committed to making their family their life's most important work. This show will help you take a stand for your family and to raise your children by design, not default. Okay, today on the Family Brand Podcast, I have Meg Martin. Welcome, Meg. Thank you. And Meg, you're actually our first ever uh, repeat guest on the Family Brand podcast. I'm so excited. (laughs) Probably, I don't want to take this from you, but I'm probably the biggest fan. I feel like I might be the biggest fan of this podcast. That's really kind. Thank you. So we love the Martin family. I'll link their episode that we did with them last fall. So I guess I won't get into the backstory of that, of how we met Meg, but we got connected to Meg and her family last year, and we did an entire podcast about that. They have such a beautiful story, such a beautiful family. Yes, so go listen to that one. But we were able to go, Ivy and I were able to go to the Martins' house. They live in Utah. Last fall, we went to their house to record some videos. We were running some um, testimonial videos, I guess you could call them, for family brand. And while we were at the Martin's house, they talked about how they do screen-free summers. And the minute they started talking to me about screen-free summers, I wanted to know more. And I was like, okay, I'm going to save this for next spring. Like, I want to record a podcast and learn more about screen-free summers. So I don't really know that much about it other than that brief mention of it last fall. But I knew that I wanted to learn more and bring it onto the podcast. So we're here today to talk about something that the Martins do called screen free summer. Okay. I'm so excited to talk about it because it is something that truly has made a huge impact in our family, but also I feel like it's kind of accidentally defined our family in a lot of ways. So, okay, so I also run a podcast, but it's been inactive for like a year and a half. Um, maybe it'll be like two years by the time this sit with me, right? It's called sit with me. And the premise of my podcast was basically like focusing on building connections in different relationships in my life for a year and see if that made a difference in like my overall happiness or the happiness of my family. And I will say that it totally paid off. So if you listen to our previous episode with Chris and Melissa, you'll know that we had a pretty huge like event happen in our family. And during that time, like our community really showed up for us. Our friends and family, um, our neighbors live, they literally gave us just endless support and love. And I don't know how I would have responded to what felt like a personal or family crisis had I not already had that really sturdy foundation of love and connection and having spent the year and a half before that focusing on connection, I think I just really was able to see the beauty of showing up for people. And because of that, this experience with our son, Andrew, has had very little negative impact on our family. It's 
most of what's come out of that is it's been really positive. But one area where we have struggled a bit has been Justin and I's marriage just because it just was kind of a traumatic event. And yeah. I have this incredible partner in Justin. And currently, we're three months into a year of focus and experimenting with our marriage and our relationship and just trying to strengthen it. So if it goes well, that'll be back on the podcast. And, you know, we'll see. Fingers crossed that works. But I love it, that it, intention. Yeah, it's been really nice. Anyway, all of that to say that I am truly an experimenter at heart. So I love to do these experiments. And sadly, my family, they're like little lab rats. I'm like, oh, let's try this. Let's try this. <laughs> and one of our most successful exper experiments has really been screen-free summers. So we've been doing it for five years. This is going to be our sixth year. We have definitely had some struggles <laughs> with this concept of screen-free summer, but we've learned a lot of things. So what was your inspiration? for starting screen-free summer? So initially, screen-free summer came from a place of prevention for me, honestly. It's like, I wanted to make sure that my boys, so my boys were pretty little. My daughter, Libby, so we've got three boys and then a girl. Libby was like a year old because she turned seven this year. So she was little, so it didn't really apply to her. But I just was worried that, I, you know, I just read all these statistics, like boys, really have a tendency to get addicted to video games and all of this stuff. And I just, I was like, okay, I've got a four-year-old, an eight-year-old, a 10-year-old. I really don't want to have a house full of screen zombies, of being, people being addicted to screens. And I can see it in myself. I could see it in my husband. Like we, it's so easy for us as humans. Mm -hmm. Screens are designed for addiction, like especially social media and, you know, television. And like, I'm just thinking about like Netflix. It's like, you want to keep watching? Yeah, I'll keep watching. You know, it's all the okay. same. Yeah. Like, your life is decided for you. And I just don't love that idea. And like when, you know, we're moms, we get it, right? We're, we see these statistics and we're like, I don't want this for my family with screen time and large doses. It's really harmful for kids. And so I wanted to start like while I had a good handle on parenting while everyone was still obedient and I had more control to kind of see if we could spend our summer in a way that I would feel satisfied by the end of the summer. Like that was a really good summer. We made a lot of memories. We were outside. We were, those are like our family values. And I wanted our summer to reflect our values and not to be something that I felt like was taken from me because of screen addiction. So at first, I kind of took on like the cruise director role. I had tons of activities prepped. We went to the park like every day. We jumped on the trampoline. In fact, I think we bought a trampoline that year because we were like, okay, this is part of screen-free summer. We're going to jump on the trampoline. We're going to break everybody's arms in the neighborhood. <laughs> My kids did like an hour of reading every day. I do have kids that are readers already. So that was nice. I was like, okay, if things are going awry. At least I know I have that. So sometimes, you know, it's like we're in Utah, so we have really nice summer weather. We're not in Arizona, but we would just play in the morning until it got too hot outside. And then we do our reading. And anyway, it was an awesome idea. The execution was bumpy sometimes, but the, initially my idea was just let's take charge of our summer and not let screens take charge of us. So I love that. And 
I think it's, I don't know. I think it sounds so beautiful, like the thought of it. But I love how you're being real about it too, that it was like, okay, but there were definitely some bumps. And I keep, for how amazing it sounds, like I mentioned it to my kids and already my six-year-old is like, I am not looking forward <laughs> to screen-free summer. So what, how do you actually do it? Like, okay. I Yeah, I know there's other like little things you do and you like really incentivize the kids that they want to do it. So how, yeah, how do you actually pull it off? Yeah. Okay. So incentives are huge, right? It, it looks different now than when it than we first started. So my biggest caveat, in fact, I was just talking to a friend like 20 minutes ago before this, is to understand that with Screen Free Summer, you cannot look sideways. You have to like look at your goal and that is what you're focused on because it's going to look different for different families, right? It looks different because of where you live. It looks different because of the age of your kids, how many kids, like what resources you have accessible. There, It's going to look different. So I will just tell you what we did, but I want to make sure that we know that we all know that like I am not setting up like this is what screen-free summer looks like. And if it doesn't look like this, it's not screen-free summer because I do not believe like at all that is true. I think that the approach that has helped me the most is to say, first of all, like what are our family values and how does screen-free summer fit into our family values? Like I know one of your family values is that Smiths are adventurous, right? So what would a screen-free summer in the Smith family look like? It might look different to the Smith family than it would to a family whose value is like education, where they're like, we're really focused on education. So that family might look like going to the library every day. Your family, it might look like going on a vacation or you know what I mean? It's like, it's going to look yes. different for sure. So the first couple of years and particularly, it just was, my kids were little. And so I felt like I did a lot of work. I was definitely like the cruise director as opposed to like an observer. I was not there to have fun. One of my friends asked, just like, so is it just like so much work for you? I'm like, yeah, it is so much work. And I kind of feel like that's okay because I'm sure you've seen around the internet, like you don't get infinite summers with your kids. You only have 18 with each kid, which means, right, like I've got a spread of seven years. So I'm only going to be parenting kids in the summer. And that's that's thinking that you're going to be parenting kids at 16, which it's it looks different, right? Totally. You just don't get a ton of summers. And so Yes, was it a ton of work? Absolutely. It was a ton of work. But my value is like, this is finite time that I have with my kids. And I want to make sure that they know that our home is a place where you can feel loved. You can have fun. We will spend our resources making sure that you have a time where you can develop and grow yourself. And I'm not outsourcing that to a screen. You will have plenty of time to be on screens. So that's one thing to think about. So the first year, I incentivized my kids. And this this rubs some people wrong. They're like, you like paid your kids to be off of screens. I'm like, yeah, I totally did, 100%. 
we told the kids, we're like, you can choose a prize. And then we're little, right? So I'm like, well, you can choose a prize up to $100. Like you can choose whatever you want. And my oldest son, actually his was way more than $100, but he really was super into Hamilton at that time. And that's when it was kind of like first coming out. And Justin at the end of the summer actually had a business trip too, to San Francisco and it was playing in San Francisco. So we said, if you make it, then you can fly out and meet dad and you can go to Hamilton. He'll take you to Hamilton. And he was so thrilled about that. He did so well that whole summer. And he's like, when it got hard, I just kept thinking, I get to fly on a plane by myself. I could go to a big city. I get to this show. Like we listened to the music all summer. My second son, he's like, I want a Lego set. I think my third son like wanted to go to the trampoline park. I mean, his was small, but he was little. So it was fine, you know? So the first couple, the first year, I know we definitely did like big incentives. Then a couple of years we've done like, okay, we're going to do a family trip at the end. The one thing that I would say maybe isn't the best idea, and it's totally, again, up to the families, but like to incentivize them with a screen at the end of summer, that felt to me like that was just backtracking. So I was like, no, you will not be getting a gaming system as a price for screen-free summer. But we've done like trips and we've done a beanbag. That was a big, exciting thing. I'm like, I hate them. So I'm like, I don't want one, but okay, that's really what you want. So yeah, so th- that's kind of the idea is like we've shamelessly promised prizes to our kids. And when kids are little, they need extrinsic motivation. Like that's, I think it's okay. And they, I love that you let them choose what was important to them. Yeah, yeah. I think that that autonomy, you know, you got to get people to buy into stuff, right? Like for some of them, they were like, I don't want another family trip. We spent all summer together. I was like, <laughs> hey, that's fair. That's fair. fair. <laughs> Hypothetically. What if someone was like, I, no, I just don't want to do screen-free summer. Like that just sounds lame. Like I don't care about the prize. Like I just don't want to do it. What would you do? That's 100% has happened. That's a great question. <laughs> so there's an element of like getting people to buy in. And you guys teach this so well, like with the family brand, it's the same idea, right? Like how do you get people on board with you? I have had kids be like, I don't think I can do it this summer. And then I asked the question, so what would a successful screen-free summer look like for you? Because maybe for you, it's really hard when you go to a friend's house and they're playing Xbox. Like maybe it's really hard for you to say no. And it's not, I'm not asking you to like cut that friend out of your life for the Mm -hmm. summer. Does that make sense? So what would a screen-free summer look like for you? And again, I just feel like what we're trying to accomplish is to teach our kids to manage their their own stuff, right? The older they get, the more they move away from our power and our ability to like control that. So yeah, when they were 10 or when they were six, I could get them to do it. When they're 16, it's different. It doesn't yeah. feel quite like that. So just remembering that the goal is not a screen-free summer. The goal is to help your kids learn to manage their own selves, their own brains, their own, you know, I don't want my kids to be screen zombies, but the goal is not just a screen-free summer. It's for them to choose to do what's best for them. 
not because I'm telling them that, but because that's what they want for themselves. Yeah. I love that. The explanation and that idea of what you would do, like those extra questions you might ask, you know, what would, well, what would a screen-free summer look like for you? And really getting to the core of like what might be some of the holdups for them and then being able to talk through that. So as a parent, what does screen-free summer look like for you? Like when you do have obligations on the computer or, you know, sales calls or whatever it may be, like how do you work through that as a parent? That's a really good question because it is so hard. (laughs) Screen-free summer, it's like impossible. So I, the first summer I was really good. I deleted my social media. I deleted every game from my phone. And I'm like, I don't really play the games, but my kids would ask, like, can I use Grab the phone. Yeah. So I'm like, well, yeah, you can use my phone. There's nothing on there. You can call your friends. Like, that's the idea. And again, it's kind of like the concept that all of us are trying to learn is that screens are not friends. Screens are tools. So what are you using that screen for? So the older my kids have gotten, the more we've had these conversations about why are we doing screen-free summer? Well, the reason is because in our family, screens are for communication or connection. If you're using it for isolation, if you're using it to decompress, like that's not what we're using screens for during screen-free summer. And I will say like, My husband, Justin, he loves movies. He loves movies. He could watch a movie every night. And I'm like, maybe twice a year. I don't, it's not my thing. I am not interested in watching movies. It feels very boring to me. So he had a hard time with it. He was like, well, I want to, you know, spend time with the kids and watch a movie. And I'm like, well, those are two different things. Spending time with the kids and watching a movie, like those don't have to be the same thing. And so it took me a minute to get him on board. I actually think he was the hardest sell in our whole family. And so that was a little tricky because I just kind of had to have like a crucial conversation with him where I was like, can you really like look at yourself and your relationship with the kids and think about, is that the only way to connect with them? Or could you be a little bit more creative about how you connect with them? And it's hard because like he's working all day or he's traveling and he comes home and he's like, I just want to decompress. I'm like, okay, well, decompressing could be in the backyard. Decompressing could be making a treat, like cooking a treat, or it could be going mountain biking, or it could be, you know, there's a lot of things that you can do. And he really got on board. So I will say one thing that that I've taken the approach to is I've just said, okay, for the first two weeks, the first two weeks, by the way, they're terrible. They're terrible. <laughs> I'm like, actually, I'm glad. Like a, it's like a, you're learning how to be human again, right? We kind of forget that because when you're working and you've got school and you're so busy and you're on screens, like my kids do so much schoolwork on screens, so much. And so taking that away, like write all of it away for two weeks. It's like, and then after that two weeks, I kind of like lighten up a little bit. 
I'm like, okay, well, if you guys want to watch a movie, like, that's fine. You can have a special exception as long as everybody's watching it together. It's like a family thing. And then that's always tricky because I'm like, I hate watching movies. So if everybody's not there, we're not watching a movie. And they're like, mom, come on. You got to, like, get on board. They want you. Yeah. It's like you have to sell it to me. Like, how is this going to create connection in our family? Because if it's not, then I don't want to watch it. So if everybody doesn't agree, then we just usually end up doing something else because everybody doesn't agree. But the first two weeks are really hard. And then after that, it feels so good. And so that was my approach with Justin. I was like, okay, maybe later in the summer, like I know like the superhero movies come out and you want to go see them in the theaters or whatever. And that's fine. The first two weeks, we're not doing any screens. And for probably like four of the five years that we've done it, after those two weeks, he doesn't care anymore. He's like, oh, let's just go outside. Oh, let's just go mountain biking. Let's just go to the lake or let's do something else, right? He saw how much happier the kids were without screens. And he was like, oh, yeah, I do like this. I do like this. I love, like, he doesn't really like to play board games. I love board games. But he came over to our side. The dark side. Those two weeks. Yes, the dark side. That's totally true. Just because he saw like things were good. Like this is really good for the kids' brains. And he's like, okay, yeah, I do like that. You're right. So we make exceptions. I'm like, it's your screen-free summer. You get to decide what you want it to be. And it doesn't have to like look a certain way. At first, the first couple of years that we did it, I like felt like I was reporting to somebody. <laughs> like... <laughs> Oh my gosh, we messed up. Oh, shoot. And then I was like, wait, I'm in charge. What's happening? It's okay if we watched a movie. And so, yeah, the first couple of years were a little bit more strict, I would say. My kids were little. I remember distinctly the first year my oldest, Andrew, came home from a friend's house and he was like, Mom, I need to tell you something. And I was like, okay. (laughs) I played Mario Kart at our friend's house. And I was like, you did? And he was like, I think I failed I think I failed screen-free summer oh no you know what buddy it's your screen-free summer do you feel like you failed like remember again like what are we trying to get out of this we're trying to get build connection we're trying to make it so that the screen's not our first response if you had fun playing with Sandra that's okay I think that's fine and also just remember like I don't make the rules at your friend's house your friend's mom and dad make the rules at their house. So if you watch screens, you're not in trouble. Like, that's okay. And But the other thing I think that the little byproduct of that was that it was a really good exercise in integrity for my kids because I don't see them all the time. Like, they're going to friends' houses. They're going to do other stuff. And they might choose to watch a screen. But I want them to know, like, you're not in trouble with me. It's This is not a punishment. We're we're looking for an objective. And so like if you were doing a science experiment, it's like, okay, well, yeah, maybe that little, I don't even remember what the word is in science, but like maybe that part of the experiment failed. That doesn't mean the whole experiment has to be thrown out, right? Like still learning from failures. We're still learning from these things. And by the end of the summer, every year, I've noticed that my kids influence their friends to do something else. They start to be more creative. Their friends start saying, oh, yeah, we don't want to play screens because Andrew's here. So we don't want to play screens. Let's go mountain biking or let's go build something. Let's go light something on fire. 
we've done that a lot. Let's go try selling things on the corner. You know, it's like just, but I love stuff like that. Cause I'm like, that feels like normal kid stuff. That's yeah. like normal mischief, not some of the stuff that we get to deal with now as parents with, you know, pornography and like uh, bullying that's happening mm -hmm. on them. It's like my kids have just not had to deal with that. And it's it's kind of nice because they get the summer off of worrying about missing out and who's doing what with who online. And, you know, it's just it's like a breath of fresh air. And that was the other thing that I loved about it was taking a summer away from social media. I was like, oh, my gosh, I just get to have a summer with my kids. And I don't care what everybody else is doing. It doesn't matter what other families get to go on these awesome vacations or get to do this or have this party and our family wasn't invited. It's like, yeah, doesn't matter to me. Yeah, it's great. We so, were talking to um, Tane and Tanner, our two oldest that are 14 and 15. Um, we live in a small community that doesn't have a lot of like your trampoline parks or your just like amenities that a bigger city has. We were just talking to them a couple of days ago about how they could be like the be the the brothers or the two friends like you're describing Andrew was like why couldn't you guys be the catalyst for like having those adventures or doing those fun things I think you're right sometimes it just takes one person or just like a, a small group that can like get the ball rolling for people that there's other options than what's like just available to you right in front of you having those extra adventures and doing those things that might take a little bit of prep but are just so good like to get outside and have those extra experiences oh totally and that's the thing is like we i think we forget that we're fun people when we're on our screens all the time it's like oh i used to be a person that threw parties a lot and now i'm just texting my friends it's like wait we used to do these really fun things one of the things that we did in our last neighborhood was at the beginning of the summer, we had a mom's night for night games. So we got all the moms in the neighborhood and I'm like, we are playing night games. We're playing capture the flag. We're playing kick the can. We're playing all these games. Our kids legit did not know how to play these games. They were like, <laughs> and I'm like, I feel like all of us grew up doing, playing these games, right? And so we were, we kept telling kids, go back inside. You're not invited. This is a mom's night. This is a mom's night. <laughs> hey, please let us play. Please let us play. Oh, and we were like, okay, fine. We'll let you play. So we taught the kids how to play these night games. And then every night it's like, everyone's knocking on the door at nine o'clock. Can you come out and play night games? Can you come out and play night games? Kids, adults, like. How and fun. by starting that at the first of the summer, it, we like transferred ownership to the kids and we're like, oh, I can't play tonight, but go see if these kids can play. And all of a sudden it was like, oh, every night there's night games going on. That's something to look forward to. And I'm like, I am so glad that you guys get this experience of waiting for the sun to go down. I totally remember that as a kid, like waiting for the sun to go down so we could start playing. It's like, we've got the games that we can play at twilight and the games that have to be dark. And it was so fun. And I mean, it totally backfired because I felt like I did not go to bed before midnight the entire summer last year. But it's because we have a perfect place for all the kids to play capture the flag and get the can kick the can. And I'm like, okay, this is what I wanted. <laughs> this is what I was hoping for. Even though I'm really tired, 
I'm so glad that my kids are getting this experience. They're having this experience. And the experience, like the leadership, you can't teach that. That's, it just was so organic. And the kids are like, okay, I can start night games. I can, you know, we can do this and it's fun. So I really loved that. I think the Tate and Tanner can totally do it. They're so capable. It's just, they just got to get the kids. You don't need that much. You just need a can. Yeah, no, you can, totally. you can do lots of fun stuff for sure. I think I remember when I was at your house, which by the way, one of your family values, because the Martin Sabenther family brand program I know is Martin's bring the fun. So when you're talking about <laughs> this, I'm like, oh yeah, that's totally Martin's bring the fun. I love that. One story I think I remember Justin telling me when I was at your house last fall is he told me about the day when he saw one of your kids like watching a leaf like float down the like the it just rained or something and it was floating down the gutter. Do you remember this story? Yes, it's familiar to me, but keep going because. <laughs> well, I just and I might be butchering it, but he just said in that moment, he I don't even remember which child of yours it was, but they were watching this a leaf like float down the gutter and it like just struck him like they were just staring at this leaf floating down the gutter and it was like totally and thoroughly entertaining to them and he just remembered being like this is a screen free summer victory right here like this is what why we're doing this totally well and that's the thing is like again it all comes back to <laughs> let me preach melissa's theory but it all comes back to your values right it is so easy to make these decisions when you have established family values, right? Like to make the decision to say no to screens is 100% in line with our values because Martins bring the fun. Martins show up and stay to serve. Like we've got these values that are really important to us. But if we're on our screens all the time, it's really hard to bring the fun. Because nobody's even gathering. Like everybody's mm -hmm. isolated. If you're on your screen, it's really hard to show up and see needs or opportunities to serve. But when you take that screen away, it's like, oh, yeah, I know how to focus on something like a little leaf going down the gutter. Because I will tell you this, at the first of the summer, that never happens. They are so bored and they like, they just don't know what to do. They're like, what do I do now? What do I do now? What do I do now? And I just keep saying, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what you wanted to do. I was like, I'm doing chores. So you can do chores with me or you can go sit outside under the tree. They're like, and do what? I'm like, I don't know. Just whatever you want. Just go sit out under the tree. And then I'll look out 30 minutes later and all of a sudden they've got a grass fort or something's on fire. I don't know. Both have happened. It sounds like to me where you've evolved from, like what you described at the beginning of your screen free summer journey is you felt a lot of responsibility in making sure that their time was filled with things to do. But more lately, your approach is like you're not necessarily responsible for entertaining and that their boredom is fine. It's like a good thing. They'll have to use their creativity. Is that yeah. is that true? Definitely. Definitely. When you have little kids, it's totally fine to be a cruise director, sign them up for all the classes, do, you know, do whatever. Yeah. We have found a lot more joy in our screen-free summer when I move from cruise director to observer. I love just watching my kids 
have fun. I love not driving my kids places. I will say that is something I look forward to so much in the summer because they're just, they don't have any place to be, you know? It's like some kids have to go to practice and the older my kids get, the more it's like, okay, well, we've got swim every day. We've got track every day. We've got whatever. But my littles, I really try to avoid signing them up for camps and doing all of these things because I just want them to just get back in touch with themselves and say, like, who am I as opposed to I'm not just a student or I'm not just a kid that goes to theater summer camp or I'm not just, you know, whatever, a soccer player, but I'm an interesting person. And that for me is such a gift to watch them develop. And it's not me making those decisions or paying for it, right? Like it's them saying, oh, I really like to draw. Like you don't need art lessons to draw. You can just draw. You Mm -hmm. don't have to, you know, you don't have to be on the baseball team to play baseball with the neighborhood. You can just be yourself. And that's so nice. And it's so freeing. And I also... Yeah, I just think it's so nice to be an observer as a parent. And we don't get that a lot, like when they're super busy and at their, all their activities. You're just the chauffeur. You're just driving them. But to just be able to watch them develop as people is such a cool experience. And it sounds like the screen-free summer allows them, what you said, that kind of your main objectives are communication and connection but that it allows connection to even just to themselves, like that space that it creates. Oh, yes, for sure. To yourself, which I think, you know, when you are on the screen, that's like really hard to do. You could fill your entire day without having to sit with yourself or your thoughts or your feelings. Wow. Yeah, it's really it's really hard to build confidence in yourself when you're just it's just all input. Right. And that's the thing with screens is. They're awesome. They're such awesome resources. There's so many things that we have accessible, but it's all input and it's not output. And so when you take that screen away, it's like, okay, well, what do I have to offer to the world? And when they do those things, it's like, oh, yeah, okay. I, what I have to offer is my creativity or my leadership, or my kindness, or my service. Like, that's what I offer to the world. And you don't learn those things from a screen. You have to learn them from experience. I love what you said earlier about how this screen-free summer doesn't, it's not like prescriptive, like it has to look this way and you have to do these things. And I hope that everyone remembers that as they're listening, that it's not like, Because I kind of feel like right now I want to ask you a bunch of questions like, well, what about this? And what about that? And can you do this? And can you do that? But I love how you said it's like, no, it's up to you. It's your families. You get to make it look however you want to look. So I hope anyone listening, even if you don't do screen-free summer in the way we're describing where it's, you know, a lot of the summer is spent off of screens that you can take it and be like, well, what would would be a successful screen-free summer look like for us? You know, if you did want to incorporate some of this into your coming summer that can look any any way for your family it doesn't have to look any certain way well and and I will say like it's going to look different for us this summer like my kids my older boys will have jobs and they've got 
they actually do have camps, right? So now it's mm-hmm. like, well, we've got cross country camp, we've got swim camp, we've got where, you know, it's like Jess and I will be out of town for a few weeks. We've got babysitters, we've got a niece living with us this summer. So things will definitely look different. But I wanted to mention one thing I had asked the other day. I just wanted to get my kids input before I came on here and just make sure that I was like representing them well and that they were able to say like, this is the effect of screen free summer. But both of my older sons did mention that they feel like their ability to manage their own screen time is better than average. They said, we don't feel super dependent on screens for connecting with people. They're like, yes, for sure. You need to like, are you going to be here? Awesome. I'll be there too. (laughs) Whatever. But actual in-person connection, they said they don't like feel like they have to wait for a video game to play with somebody. That's not a form of connection for them. And truly, like I'm looking at my kids and I'm like, they are actually really good at self-regulating. Like my second son, without ever saying anything to him, he's like, yeah, I really try to keep my screen time. He checks his screen time every day. And he's like, I really try to keep my screen time under an hour on my phone for the day. And I was like, that's, (laughs) I'm like, definitely going to work on that. But he, he chose that for himself because he feels good. And I think that's really admirable. I think we've given him the tools and he's made that decision himself, which means it's way more sustainable than if I'm making that decision for him. But for them, it will probably be a screen light summer, not a screen free summer. I am that mom that I'm like, I use, I check find my friends so much just to make sure my kids are where they said they're going to be. But so that's one of the things where that's, you know, that's my little psychosis that I need to work on. But I, I like I demand, I'm like, you guys need to make sure your phones are charged enough that locations on so that I can find you. And anyway, I just, yeah, it can look any which way. I'm going to say it, Melissa. I'm sorry. This is probably embarrassing, but I'm like, everybody should go through the family brand. You have to go through it. <laughs> Filter values. It makes decisions so much easier in your family. Like, It just makes everything so much easier when you know why you're doing it. Like for a really silly example, we are redoing our backyard this year and it's going to be so expensive. I could not believe the bids that came in. I was like, oh my gosh, are we really spending this much money? And as we've been designing it, every single decision that we've had to make has been easier because I'm like, our purpose, like we are creating this space because we want our family to have a place where they can have fun. We want our family to have a place where they can have meaningful conversations without judgment. Like it actually has helped us make kind of big decisions in our family because we know our purpose. We know why we're doing this. And so we don't feel like, oh my gosh, we're just spending money for no reason. It's like, no, we want to have hammocks because we know that's an opportunity for some of our kids who get overwhelmed easily to go and be outside. We just being outside is a huge part of our family culture. So we want that for them. We want we actually chose our contractor based on I said I want my boys to be able to work with you doing these projects. We want them to build skills. We want them to be outside. We want them to be contributing to our family economy. And 
one contractor said, oh, I legally can't do that. Another contractor said, I'd love to have them do this project. They can help with the demo. They can do this. And it just made that decision easier because we know that that's our value. So if you're thinking about doing a screen-free summer, I would say the first thing to do is to say, not like, okay, how is the Smith family going to do this? But to say, what is this going to look like for our family? How will this be most successful in our family? Because everybody's circumstance is different. My, my friend was just saying, she's like, how do you do it when you have a huge age gap? And she's, she is, uh, it's a blended family. And so one of her children will be out of the house for half the summer with his dad. And she's like, oh, I just have my one daughter with me. And so how is it going to look? And I was like, you know, how do you want it to look? Just tell me what your purpose is. And then we can structure it that way because truly nobody's judging you. Like, I mean, maybe they are. Who cares? Right. Yeah. It's like, just what would make it feel like something that would be successful for your family? And that question will distill a lot of, you know, it's like, I don't want it to be punitive. I don't want to have to be punishing my kids all the time. That's not fun. So What is it? What purpose is it going to serve in your family? And then you can just go from there and make those decisions. Okay. I love it. I'm going to have to play this for Chris. And um, I love that question too. It's like a really great starting place. Like what, what would it have to look like to be successful? Do you have any final advice for family considering a screen-free summer? Be prepared for the detox period. Like, don't be scared of that. Don't give up after a week. At least get through two weeks. Because two weeks could be a success too. Yeah. You do one screen-free day every week. And that's a success like that. You know, make it work for your family. And also, like, just get excited to see, to meet your kids again. Just be so excited to see those sweet little spirits that get lost sometimes in this screens and the minutia you know schoolwork and all this stuff just be so excited to meet those fun people that you're raising because it really is so thrilling it's like so exciting to see those little light bulbs turn on again and be like oh yeah that's like you were when you were four or five like you used to do these fun things and you used to make messes and and now it's like oh our house is so clean because you're on a screen all the time Oh, that's the other thing. Your house will be messier for sure. (laughs) But it's worth it. It's totally worth it. That's really beautiful. Thank you for that. Well, thank you, Meg, for joining me. And I hope you all take what we've discussed today and yeah, make it your own. Like what would a successful screen-free summer look like to you? And just have fun with it. Make the summer adventure and one to always remember. See you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Family Brand Podcast. To say thank you, we have something really awesome we'd love to share with you. You know, we often hear from families who will tell us that they just feel so overwhelmed because of the demands that are placed on them. They feel like they're constantly being pulled in so many different directions and spread thin and they're spending time as a family, but they don't feel like it's quality time. They're not really connected and they want to be more intentional. And we can certainly relate because we felt like that at one point in in our family. And so we created a guide that allowed us to really be more confident around how we spend time as a family and what we say yes to and what we say no to. And it's just brought so much more peace into our home. It's made our lives so much more simple and we want to share it with you. So if you go to familybrand.com forward slash free, you can download the how to take back your family's time guide. And I can promise you it'll give you more confidence and more peace in your life than your family. 
One last thing, we feel so inspired when we hear from families that we are making a difference for them. We would love it if you would leave us a five-star rating and a review on the podcast so we can reach even more amazing families. We truly believe that the way we change the world is one family at a time.